0: service 1 of the Service Book, Hymns 486, 483, 638, 467, 601, and 487. Well, Father, our service received on the way in the of page 3 with Confession and Absolution, followed by the sharing of peace and the processional hymn. Let us rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us kneel and be seated with the confession of sins.
1: Let us then confess our sins to God, Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are our sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart.
0: We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We just deserve your present and eternal. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a call and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins.
2: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Let us rise and share the peace of the Lord with one another.
2: Raise up the fallen warrior. Grant to your faithful people, rescued from the peril of everlasting death, perpetual gladness and eternal joys. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
3: This word remains forever, and this word is the good news that is preached to you. This is the word of God. Let us speak to God.
0: We rise to the singing of the alleluia verse. <laughs> Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said
1: to him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and
0: word before God and all the people. And now our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. And slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near the village to which they were going. He acted as if he was going further farther, but they urged him strongly, saying, stay with us. For it is more evening, and the day is now far-spent. So he went in and to stayed with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread, and blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. That. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized it, and he vanished on their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and turned into the slope. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Zion. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. This is the gospel of the
1: Lord. This time of the people proceeded to invite the youngsters of the congregation and the visitors come to come forth with the children.
4: that I sent Jesus to die for your sins but Jesus didn't stay dead I raised him up again on the first Easter Sunday because of Jesus you have new life and someday you will live forever with me in heaven love who's that from? love yeah. I would write a letter very similar love God wrote you guys a letter. Do you believe that? God wrote you guys a letter. Now, is this really a letter from God? No. It's a pretend letter from God, right? But do we have a letter from God? You know what? What is this? A book. And last week you learned that even this is a library, right? There are 39 books in front of this. And what do we call those first 39 books? Do you know? What is that? The Old Testament. And then Jesus came, right? And we have some more books. We have 27 more books. And what do we call those? The New Testament. And this is the Bible. This is a letter from God to his people us to the boys and girls to the parents to all people in the world this is God's letter and God promises that if we study his word he will fill us with the Holy Spirit and make us wise and learn his word and learn Jesus love did you hear the gospel lesson that pastor read this morning who, you know who was walking down the road some of the disciples and a man came up and walked with them and they didn't know who it was. Who was that man? Jesus. It was Jesus walking with them. And when they, when did they recognize that that was Jesus? Jesus told them, you guys, you know what's going on. You have all the prophets, all the prophets wrote to you and told you. He was interpreting the word. He was telling them what the Bible meant. And they were so amazed. And he stayed and had dinner with them. And when he said the blessing at dinner, they said, this is Jesus. This is Jesus. He is right. How about that? Is Jesus right? Yes. Yes. Jesus is our Savior, right? (laughs) Yes. So I want you to always remember that. And remember that we have God's word right here with us. We can carry it everywhere we go. And we can read it all the time. Let's say a prayer to God. Thank you. Dear Father. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word. Jesus in flesh. Came to the world to die, and rise for us to die and rise for us, so that we, so that we can, look can look forward to eternal life, to eternal life, eternal life. in heaven with you. Amen. 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 All right, I have some lifesavers, just like Jesus is your
0: lifesaver, right? Grab a lifesavers. Have a great week. We continue with the sermon. And with high delight, let us unite on page ten. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is Sunday afternoon, and things do not look good. Their leader was arrested late Thursday night in the Olive Grove, where he went to pray. An armed mob tied him up, abused him, marched him up Mount Zion to the high priest's house, where they assembled a late-night crowd of religious leaders and others to put him on trial. In the middle of the night, they convicted him, sentenced him to death, abused him some more, and turned him over to the Roman authorities in the morning. The Romans continued the abuse, and even though the governor knew it was wrong, he gave in to the crowd's demands and allowed him to be taken away for crucifixion. By Friday at 3 p.m., their leader was dead. The one they had hoped on, the one whom they had looked for guidance and inspiration, the one who had done so many amazing miracles, the one who held so much promise, is dead. His lifeless body is wrapped in a death shroud and he's lying in a tomb. How could this have happened? Why did this have to happen? What is going on? It's Passover and there are so many people in Jerusalem and everyone is talking about what happened. There are rumors and half-truths and outright lies all swirling around. There's so much anger, so much grief, so much turmoil, so much confusion. Some of the women in their group, have even they're claiming that their leader rose from the dead and that the tomb is empty. But that seems like an idle tale. How can that be true? They must just be seeing things or making things up, wishing that it were true. The whole situation is just too much. And so a couple of the followers of Jesus, Cleopas and a friend, decide to leave town. They're going to make the two, three hour walk from Emmaus, just or go to Emmaus, which is just west of Jerusalem. And this is where the story gets good. The two are walking and they're talking about all that's happened over the last week. And as they're walking, a man comes up from behind them and joins them and asks, what are they talking about? And they stop and they stare at the man with their mouths hanging open. They look back to where they came from and you can still see Jerusalem back there and how can anyone coming from jerusalem not know what they're talking about how can this man be so ignorant so since they know what has happened and this guy doesn't they tell the man about all that's gone on with their leader in jerusalem and after they tell everything to this ignorant man he looks at them and probably shaking his head in disappointment. He says, oh, foolish ones, and slow to heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Cleopas and his friend are in shock. Who is this guy? As they continue their walk, the ignorant man begins to interpret to them from Moses and all the prophets, all things concerning the Christ. As they get near to Emmaus, the man acts as if he's continuing farther. But Cleopas and his friend urge him to stay with them since it's almost evening. It's time for dinner. And the man takes the bread and he blesses it and he breaks it and he gives it to them. And in the breaking of the bread, Cleopas and his friends' eyes are open and they recognize that this man is indeed Jesus, the Christ, risen from the dead. These two followers of Jesus, whom Jesus called foolish and slow of heart, now say to each other, Didn't our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? They knew something special was happening, but they didn't know what until Jesus reveals himself to them in the breaking of the bread. It's like a great Hollywood script. As we read it, we know what's going on. But Cleopas and his friend don't know. The emotional roller coaster that they have been on over the last week has been intense. From Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem to his arrest and trials and condemnation and crucifixion and burial. And then the rumors that he's risen from the dead. And then Jesus there opening to them the scriptures to show them that the Bible teaches that Christ must suffer and die. And then, in that great Lutheran moment, Jesus reveals himself at the table in the breaking of the bread. We kind of get jealous of Cleopas and his friend and this incredible experience that they have there with Jesus. In all the confusion and frustration and education, And their hearts burning within them. And then the big reveal of who Jesus is. They are right there with Jesus. Here on Good Friday, we have a series of readings about the horrible events on that first Good Friday. Interspersed with solemn hymns and increasing darkness. There's a deepening gloom as we remember what Jesus went through because of us and for us. And it can be an emotional service of remembrance. And at the end we sing, were you there when they crucified the Lord? Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Were you there when God raised him from the dead? These are rhetorical questions which try to get you to imagine what it was like to actually be there watching Jesus die. Watching him be buried in the tomb. Seeing him risen from the dead. For us, were you there? Is a rhetorical question. But for Cleopas and his friend, these are straight questions. And the answers are yes. 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 They were there. Perhaps at a distance, but they were there at Jesus' crucifixion. They were there at Jesus' burial. They were there to see Jesus resurrected from the dead. They experienced these things firsthand And we rejoiced with them that they got to see Jesus and have these amazing experiences that were meant for them. We rejoice with them for their experience with Jesus. But for us, the burning of their hearts and the big reveal is not the highlight of this passage. These are not the most important messages for us. The reading is not about encouraging us to have our own road to Emmaus experience. The important message for us is Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Jesus appears to two of his followers after his resurrection from the dead and he walks and talks with them for hours. Christ is risen. And because Christ is risen, you too will rise from the dead. You too will be raised because in baptism you died with Jesus and therefore also you will rise with Jesus. On the road to Emmaus, Jesus is showing eyewitnesses that he indeed has risen from the dead. And these eyewitnesses tell St. Luke and Luke records their words in his gospel writing. Then Jesus disappears from their midst in Emmaus. And so Cleopas and his friend hurry back to Jerusalem to tell the eleven disciples all that has happened. And while they're there, Jesus appears to all of them and shows them his hands and his feet. He invites them to touch him. And then he eats with them. And he teaches them. And their minds are open to understand he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Eyewitnesses of Jesus' resurrection wrote down what they saw or their testimony was recorded by others. Matthew, Mark, John, Peter, Mary Magdalene, the other Marys, Cleopas and his friend. They provide written eyewitness testimony that Christ is risen. You do not get a road to Emmaus experience with your heart burning as Jesus teaches you. You were not there. And yet Jesus' promise is still for you. At your baptism, Jesus gives you his righteousness, his holiness, his perfection in Christ. You are a saint of God. You have the risen Lord Jesus with you in his word and sacraments. Jesus comes to you in the waters of holy baptism. Jesus teaches you through the words of scripture. Jesus brings you forgiveness through the words of absolution. And Jesus continues to reveal himself in the breaking of the bread, as he's promised to do. And that's why we gather here each Sunday. The day of Jesus' resurrection, to celebrate again and again and again that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. This is the most important message from our gospel reading today, and it is the most important good news of all time. You do not get to walk on the road to Emmaus with the resurrected Jesus, but Jesus is most certainly walking with you through this life, and into eternity. You have eternal life with Jesus. Because Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. Amen. Amen. We rise and confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. One. Amen.
2: During his daily neurological pain. Esther John who who is recovering from a bone marrow transplant. George Snyder, father of C.T. Snyder, who was undergoing radiation treatments. Dave Furlong, a neighbor of Rousselmeyer, who was healing from back surgery. Kelly Franks, friend of Alice and Bill Francis, who was continuing treatment for stage four cancer. Janet Jones, who, is, who fell and is recovering at home. Bowman, who has an eye infection, and Virgil Lockie III, the friend of Orion Carroll, who has stage four bone cancer. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. O Father of the risen Christ, in your Son's appearance to the Emmaus disciples, he expounded the Scriptures and revealed himself in the breaking of the bread. Grant us grace that we too may perceive him as our Savior through his word, and rejoice to receive him as the bread of life for the salvation of our souls. By the word and sacraments, renew our piety this Easter time, that we may grow in the grace and knowledge of our Savior. Lord, do your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord of all, your Spirit opens the Holy Scriptures to the hearts of Enlighten this congregation and its school by the resurrection life that never fades, that our hearts may burn and dig toward you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, you have poured out your Spirit upon us, that we might believe your truth and raise our sons and daughters in it. Bless all parents, that they may faithfully catechize their children in your word. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, Disciple powers of darkness and end the reign of war, violence, and terror. Give leaders who will seek peace and work for the common good. Instill in them a love of righteousness and guide them in the pursuit of justice for all. Bless our President, the Congress of the United States, our Government, all state and local officials, all medical and emergency workers, and all members of the armed forces who protect us. Lord, in your mercy, sufficient for all their needs. Heal the sick according to your will. Comfort the wounded and give your peace to the dying. We especially pray for our Isaac, Danielle, Pastor John, George, Dave, Kevin, Janet, Dolores, and Virgil. You are our health and strength for this life and eternal life. Lord, in your mercy. Here yeah, prayer. Okay. Merciful Lord, your compassion is made known to us through your Son's breathing of bread. Open our hearts and mouths to receive forgiveness in the body and blood of Christ, who suffered for us and has entered into his glory. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. O Lord, have mercy on us, for we are foolish and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken about your Son. Pour out your Spirit on us through the preaching of the gospel. Scriptures might be opened to us. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, of our Lord, who makes and lives with you the Holy Spirit. One God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.
0: Sacrifice for us and bore the sins of the world. By his dying, he has destroyed death, and by his rising again, he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter, and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying. receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-day sacrifice of his body and his blood the cross. Well. Gathered in the name of remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us to do in his own testing. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and His Kingdom, which has no end.
1: Graciously
0: receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Lord, remember us in Your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, Our Lord Jesus Christ, that night, who was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. the same one also took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink it. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink, in remembrance of me. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.